0: Welcome, everybody, to The Diving Pod. I'm Julio Suna, the one-meter and three-meter national champion for Division two.
1: Nice. And I'm Heath Calhoun. And I'm Aaron Rooney. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Sideline Scout. Get over to sidelinescout.com. Check out their poolside live package. Get hooked up with the best in the business.
2: All right, Julio. So jumping in here, just kind of walk us and our listeners through how you got involved in the sport of diving. And then how you got to where you are now especially that recruiting process i think for a lot of uh, international listeners they really want to hear about that recruiting process um, and we'll follow up with you from there
0: yeah um so i started like i didn't start diving when i was like little i started diving when i was like eight years old but before that um i did gymnastics for around four years something like that i'm 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 not sure but since i have a older sister I always like my mom always like let me like stick to the, like stick with her all the time It was just easier for her to, like to pick us up the same like same place same time so I always like kind of follow her and then she from gymnastic she moved to diving so I was like all right you want to see how diving looks and I was sitting there that they were having a meet and I, I just remember seeing everyone on the tree meter just doing like crazy flips and everything so I was like I was like to my mom all right I want to try that can you like please that to my sister talk to the coach or whatever (laughs) and after that um I just like keep going to diving and um the first like few years was like not that tough it was like kind of just to be there and just have fun and then I got like more into it and they they just like keep moving like they keep moving forward with me and I keep moving forward with them and just like start doing like diving like for real for real, like doing mm-hmm. my optionals and like the list. Um and when it came to like high school year, the first two years, I I really didn't know if I wanted to keep diving. Well, mm-hmm. sure I did, but I didn't know if I want to stay in Mexico or right. coming to um the States. Mm-hmm. So I know that I know now that by that time, like second year of college, I mean high school, you start talking to like coaches from
2: mm-hmm.
0: every I mean any college that you want to go. Yeah. And I didn't know that. So like I went to my um third year of um high school and I still didn't know anything. <laughs> so um one of my um teammates from my club is like, all right, you need to like step up right here. It's like you only have two more years, like not even, Um, you need to start talking to any code that you want Mm -hmm. to go or start doing your SAT and every exam that you need to. And then COVID happened. Yeah. It was was kind of (laughs) rough because the places that um, give the SAT in Mexico were Mm closed. And when I finally have a chance to do it, they just um say like no we can, it's cancel, we're gonna give you money back. So it was like I was kind of screwed. But I knew Dave, my previous coach, um, for a meet in Canada, it calls Camu. Yeah. And my old club coach told me about him because I totally forgot about Dave. So <laughs> I, emailed him, I emailed him and I was like, Hey, um, so I wanna um still diving. I still die when when I go to college, right? Can you can we make this happen? Yeah. And that was on COVID still. So there was no um recruiting trip at all. Mm-hmm. It was like <laughs> I didn't know anything about the school. I didn't know how it looked, how big it was, how many students, who how big was the team. I didn't know anything at all. But I knew Dave. So and it's Dave it was is kind of my old club coach. And I was like, I would love that. I, I love my yeah. uh, my coach back at club, and I love Dave. Yeah. And now that I have Corey, is just the same, just a little different, but still the same. So it was not a big deal, to be honest, just yeah. because I love, I love diving that much. That yeah. I didn't even care, like, how the school looked or how big it was. I only yeah. cared they have my major and <laughs> just to go dive. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you,
2: yeah you're, you're <laughs> preaching to the choir. We're like Dave McCown fan club over here, so yeah, yeah we, we yeah, love
1: for Dave. Sure. Uh, so Julio, national champion, how's that feel? Did you ever think you'd say that? And kind of take us through what went through your mind after that last dive when you won each of those titles. Um,
0: uh, well, if first of all, it feels really good now. Um, last year it was really tough for me, yeah. um, because I was only um, away from the national championship like for five points and ten points, so it was kind of rough. But I knew that if I put the work in this year, wouldn't make that happen, and I did. So I feel really great about myself. And oh man, um, pre meter pre meter was uh, was a great show for me and Jason just going back and forth. Oh, yeah. First first dive, I was not like I was like in my mind, and it was. It was Jason and then me, so mm-hmm. the first dive was really good for me, and it was really good for Jason. But it, we were like, I was like on top still, and then the second dive came, and then Jason. I don't remember Jason's list, but I knew since the second dive to the last dive, Jason was just ripping every single every, dive that he everything. had, every single one. Everything. And, I, and I was on the like on the board, just waiting for him, and just like I just hear how he ripped the dive, and was like. I was, I started shaking, every, like, in the second dive to my last dive, I was, my leg was shaking so bad, <laughs> I was, I was really nervous, I was not looking to the scoreboard, but I knew that me and Jason were, like, going back and forward, Yeah, and there was this one point that I look at the scoreboard, and I saw Jason, like, on first place, and I was on second, but it was, it was not for that big of a lead, but since he was, I mean, so good, it was like, he can just, he can, he might take it, like, I I haven't done three-meter for a long time since I, I got my injured Like, yeah. I broke my nose, and I was, like, my third week back on three-meter.
1: And <laughs> my, last day,
0: my last day was 109 um, from um, four and a half. And um, on the prelim, wasn't really good. And on the practice before the um, final, was also not really good. So I was on the board just shaking and I was like seeing in my mind to calm myself a little bit and I was only I, I was only thinking about just putting in straight like not even yeah. rip it or anything crazy just like getting enough for like five and a half probably sixes because it's um high degree of difficulty so I don't need it for damage points but I was I was so nervous I was <laughs> shaking I was I think it's the most nervous I ever had ever been when I was diving, and then when I I was I started my hurdle, and at the end of the board, I don't know if you saw it, but I was on the edge on the oh right yeah edge, right edge of the mm-hmm. board, and I was like, okay, just like don't hesitate, just go slow, just know what you you know, not do what you know to do, yeah. and just at the end, just chug it. <laughs> and when I was thinking that, like I I say it right now, but that took like half of a second to process on my mind while I was jumping out of the board. And I used to like I'm the kind of diver that see everything while he's spinning and I didn't see anything. So because I was <laughs> I was so focused on jumping out of the board and like doing the dive. So I I jump like I jumped from the board and then I was starting. And I didn't see anything. I was, I didn't even know where it was. And it was spinning and spinning spinning. I was like, "Well, I hope it's here." And it was like, <laughs> I, I, kicked out, and just, I just nailed it. I just, I, I nailed it, and I was so happy. But since I was not the last one, I just like, I put all, like, I kept all my adrenaline in my body, and I was like shaking like, like crazy. I didn't know like, what to do. Um, but like, I. Swam to the edge of the pool and just walk and hug um, Jason and Corey and just wait for the results. But yeah, that was the, the thing that was going into my mind on the last dive on team meter. That's crazy.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, just to to backtrack just real quick, you know, you had touched on it in terms of maybe the disappointment from your freshman year. Um, What do you think that taught you in that like moment? Cause like, I think a, as a, as an outsider, like it was very obvious. It was like, you were not happy with the performance. And like, and I think that you, you learned you had to have learned something from that. So like, what did you learn from that disappointment from the year before that you were able to uh, implement for this year to help you?
0: So the thing that I learned is that um, no matter how like I dive um, or hard, hard the competition is, I mean, I made it to the final and, I I made, like, my point then why I'm in the final, you know? Like, yeah. there's no need to win. Like, it would be nice to win, but there's no need to since you already proved that you were worth to go in the final. Yeah. And especially with my list, um, since it's really difficult, there's, like, there's something to be proud of already, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah, I think absolutely. I think, I mean, I, I can only speak from my perspective. It was pretty apparent that it looked like you had way more fun this year at nationals than you did last like you were joking around with me and my athletes and the other and like you just looked like you were having fun and i think that 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 showed through especially once you got through that prequels um i mean i don't mind saying like you're the most talented guy diver there zach my my divers would say the same you're like you are the most talented but that doesn't always mean it's going to go your way and i think you learned that last year but you just looked like you were just like genuinely just enjoying yourself loving life having fun and and the performance came after that and i think that's a great thing for our listeners to hear um so we've been asking this question when we talked to some of the people that won so who did you look to once you like once you knew you won who was the person you looked to and who was the first person you like thought of like what was the first thing that went through your mind
0: um on cream meter since it was like the first like my first national title Mm -hmm. um I like I say I just, um like first of all I just looked I looked at Jason because he was running um towards me and I was like the only person that I was like looking at. Right. But, um other than that, I was it was Corey, um it was Corey and also Jason that helped me most to get through this um whole year because right. um we um without Dave was kinda difficult but Um, Corey make it happen and Jason is always have always been for me every time I like I get like really stressed like Mm -hmm. he knows how to like talk to me when I, I cannot get out of the board or whatever but also I look like on myself like in the past on last year saying like like you have put hard work and it like finally um worked like you finally got it Awesome. Awesome. Yep. Awesome.
1: So um, <clears throat> what's your mindset during a big competition? Are you kind of relaxed? Are you a jokester? Are you super focused? Do you listen to music? You watch the scoreboard? I know that's just like a million questions, but like what, uh, what goes on in your head while you're competing?
0: So it depends a lot. One thing for sure. I don't look to the scoreboard. I just don't like to look at the scoreboard as get in, in my mind too much and just like, affects me mentally and like my whole like process of like diving and competing it just affects it but like for for black tuesday example i like to be a jokester because it's like it's like such a long day that i need to be relaxed and like just have fun since it's really long but for semifinals, um it's gonna relax and listen to music i can be like i can be like saying i hi like good luck to everyone else like having fun a little bit but not not that much that gave me out of my like mind and mm-hmm. in finals I like to just be myself like no one talks to me is not being me but I just need to be by myself and I need to listen to my music if I can or just sing in my mind and yeah that I think that's about it on like
1: on what? a hard day. What kind of music do you listen to?
0: Um mostly um uh I would say like Def Bong and that type of stuff. Um Yeah. When I was I was singing it on meter when it was my last dive for 109. I don't know if you know the strokes. I was mm-hmm. listening to the song called The Adults Heart Talking. Talkin'. <laughs> I was I was sing, I was singing that song over and over in my head and that I think that was one of my favorite songs. That's one of the songs that helps me the most. It's like really relaxed for me. So that type of music is what I listen to when I'm diving, or, sorry, uh, or when like if I needed to like hard rock, yeah, like, to get like the adrenaline kicked in and helps me a little bit. Nice,
2: heck yeah. So it's very obvious that you do love the sport of diving. What is your favorite part of the
0: sport? Um. So the favorite part of the sport is the the other divers that I dive with, because not ha- like such a like sport that there's a lot of um like how can I put it like we like the other divers on the board just talk to each other and like help us to go through every dive. So there's not a lot of like haters or like yeah. I need to beat this guy or I need to be better than this one. Yeah. So that's what I like the most, and also um since uh back of club at club at the tower going on 10 meter was one of the coolest thing i played. <laughs>
1: <laughs> awesome
2: awesome awesome
1: so what are some of the differences and i guess similarities if there are between diving in the united states and diving in mexico
0: um so um the same things that we have in common is like also the divers over there they're like really chilled like they like to joke around. Um, the what, One thing is different for like H's, like group H's when it comes to meets. We always do one less dive than you guys. So when we are like 16 to 18, we do 10 instead of 11. Okay. Um, And also like the difference between this year and last year, um, it was the whistle that we have on the final. Yeah. we we do that in every meet that we have back in yeah. Mexico. so mm-hmm. that's kind of funny because the first the first time I was here I didn't know about that so <laughs> I didn't know once you say they say your name I always wait for the whistle so yeah I did not I didn't know that that um when they say your name you cannot do anything other than your dive. like you cannot do like jump or like anything so you need to be ready and we had this meet like it was like an inter squad. Yeah, me, and I didn't know that. And I was jumping on the board when they already said my name, and they was looking at me like, "What are you doing?" (laughs) What do you mean, what I'm doing? Just jumping. They're like, "Oh, you cannot do that." They're like, "Really?" Like, "Yeah, you cannot do that." Oh, my bad. the
2: The the same thing actually happens. So, um one of the national judges, judges are home meets. And so Luna came from the exact same setup in Colombia, And so they would announce her dive and she would just stare at the judge until he acknowledged her. So there was a meet Rooney and Julio where Rovat wasn't paying attention because he's watching the water. And she stared at him for like a minute, minute and a half. And he's like, why aren't you going? And she's like, I'm waiting for you to give me like the nod. Like, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome. Uh that's awesome. So so you've touched on it. You were have been very fortunate to have some extremely elite divers as teammates. I feel sure back home, but for right now just at uindy you know, how has training with them helped you get to where you are? And then what's the culture like at uindy for their diving program?
0: Um so since um this year my schedule was really rough. I didn't get to practice with all of my teammates mm-hmm. but um last year it was always me and Jason and sometimes Kate mm-hmm. and well you know Kate he's he's also a really powerful diver he, jumps <laughs> yeah. easy. he can do everything like if he does like a back like one and a half he looks like he's double jumping <laughs> yeah the, the one and a half so that just that helped me to like to keep moving forward um just to be to say that like i need to work on a lot of stuff i need to mm-hmm. practice um like every other diver that is here and like mm-hmm. i say jason always helped me to like get my nerves um on them like on this place yeah and um the culture that uh, we that we divers have between each other is like more like a family yeah we always like um look for each other and like we have our own, like, group chat. Like, we we basically are, like, a family, like, group yeah. chat that we always have. So it's kind of funny when, like, someone doesn't go to practice because someone, like, anyone can yell at him. And, like, everyone, like, <laughs> yeah, why didn't go? Like, or stuff like that. So, like, it, it's really fun. It's, like, really like a family that we have over here.
1: That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah,
0: love hearing that.
1: Um, so we'll get into our signature questions. We don't treat failure like it's a bad thing. We treat failure like an opportunity for growth. You're either winning or you're learning. So from that perspective, what would you say your favorite failure is or just your best opportunity for growth?
0: Um, So this year we have a meet against Purdue. And well, you you know, yeah. Purdue, have, Purdue have Jordan and Sam and, um, and like these really good divers. And when we were there, David Buddha was like one of the judges. So it was like, <laughs> it was kind of like, really really stressful and at that moment i was having like really hard problems with my hurdle and everything with diving so i really i did really bad at that i mean like really bad and especially (laughs) since it's like d1 like high level school it was like really hard um scores nothing crazy but like Mm -hmm. if you like used to d2 scores yeah (laughs) kind of like a kick in your In your ass you know yeah yeah so since i did really like really bad i was like after that meet i was like i need to work harder you know like i need to not like be that confident on myself there's like a lot to improve so that was like that meet was the one that like one of the best opportunities of growth, you know yeah
1: Yeah, absolutely so my next one is kind of a two-parter First uh, first part is, what can the NCAA do to improve? And then, what can we do to help those improvements?
0: Um, We, like, as we, you say, um, all the divers and coaches? Yeah, like the divers and the coaches. Yeah, exactly. Um, Well, I really much, I really don't remember a lot from last year to this year. They was, like, really different, only than the whistle. I really like the yeah. whistle to be honest. It's just like more I would say more professional. Yeah. Yeah. Um I don't know what, what they can do. I know that well, I learned that in like division three and division one, they don't well I already knew about division one, but division three also don't do um voluntaries. No, D three does. D three uh, still does. Uh, just D one, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Just D one. Oh, then then there's nothing crazy. Only the only thing is Black Tuesday. I would say <laughs> I know that. I don't know. Am I? I don't know if that is it true. But do the um, D three have zones? Like yeah. D- so
2: Division one and Division three both do a zone meet. Division two is the only one that does that pre qualification meet, which. Ah, uh, you can go in on it because that's pretty much the common uh, thing for most of the division two divers and or coaches we've interviewed. They're like, we got to figure out a better way. So yeah. go ahead,
0: yeah. so Black Tuesday, like, I mean, um I heard your like your um episode about talking about the d two nationals. and the thing that you said that about like the scores, it, it was something like if you get the. Qualifying score without yep. any problem, you can you can make the final, right?
2: 100%, you say something
0: like yep. so that will be like really difficult since I know there's like a lot, like a lot, of last chance meet that people go and they get like their, yep, like the cut. I'm not, I'm not gonna say there's like something bad or something I don't like. I don't, I don't really care. But if we can like have something like zones or something like that, yeah. that doesn't happen on Black Tuesday or like separate in two days. It will be better than just everything yeah. in one day.
2: Yeah, I think that was that was a proposal from one of the coaches to uh to do one event like Monday night and then do another event like uh, Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon. Um, which I liked that, but yeah, I think it's pr- it's pretty telling. Like you can go back and look at the spreadsheet, and it's like if you actually get the qualifying score of the men, it's four forty on one, four sixty on three. You you final almost every single year. There was only like two or three years. One of them was Aaron's uh, freshman year when we were in Texas, where like all eight guys broke five hundred to make top yeah, eight, and that was pretty that was wild. Nuts. But it's like yeah, like if you get the score, like you, I would tell you it's like eighty to eighty-five percent of the time you're gonna final, which is that's telling to say like hey, I think on the men's side that means the scores are probably pretty reasonable. But it also means that there's probably some coaches that are scoring high, but that's just our sport. Like,
1: yeah.
2: like, I know when I see you, Indy, throw up scores and it's like up oh, like Julio went 360, Cade went 340, Jason went 340. Like, yep, those are legit scores because you guys are really good. And I know Corey's doing a great job there. So, yeah, I think we, we hear that. That's the common one is that prequalification meet. Um, all right, Julio, what is your favorite drill besides your uh double bouncing front doubles and triples that I got you doing? Yes,
0: (laughs) (laughs) um, I will say, um, just like inwards and front oh oh threes and oh fives from every like high, they're like they're not really hard, only four or five from one meter is kind of hard, but there's like they're easier than back two and a half and yeah they're they're not as hard and like especially with my spinning there's yeah there's not that they're they're not like bat rails and they always help with everything so i would say front and inwards oh trees and oh fives
2: i like it um and then all right best advice given and or received and it doesn't have to just be about diving it can be life in general a couple coaches have said stuff their their parents told them whatever you think is the best advice you've given and or received
0: um i would say that my my old like my old club coach um i have i think i dealt with him for like almost five years yeah. something like that i don't know i'm not sure but he always had like this like stories that happened to him they were like more like joking around but like they was like okay don't do this like I did it, and I'm telling you this because I don't want you to do that. So, like those type of like stories were like kind of a basis for me, yeah. And it really helped me a lot. I was like a really troublesome kid when I was younger. So when I when I started diving with him, he like kind of pulled me in my place, like saying like, "Okay, you're like a troublesome kid, but this is gonna stop right now and right here. I'm just gonna make I gonna make you like like." How can I say? Like,
2: he's like, you're gonna listen to me whether you like it or not.
0: Yeah, like basically, <laughs> he told me that you need to behave if you want to be a better person and a better diver. So yeah, I I'm really grateful of my old coach and also with Dave. Also, everything he, the year that he was here, everything he taught me, he was like also like a friend. That yeah, helped me a lot going through stuff my first year since it was kind of rough because it was the first year. Yeah. But yeah, um my old club coach and Dave were like the things I'm grateful for.
2: That that's awesome. It's it's really great to hear like I don't know, we talk about it all the time like Aaron and I and like with other coaches that we look up to where it's like, you know, you hope you just make a positive impact on on our athletes and it's like not just diving. Like cuz diving for most people ends after this college and and most people it ends after high school. So it's like you hope you make a positive impact and so I feel sure when uh, Dave listens back to this one, and hopefully your your old club coach, they're gonna that one will tug at their heartstrings because that that's a pretty uh, impressive thing for them to have made that big of an impact on you. All right, who would you like to hear us interview next?
0: Uh, tough one. Have you interviewed Sam Bennett? No, we have not. He's a pretty cool guy. All right. Sam Bennett. I think he will say yes. He is really. Oh,
2: he'll definitely do it. Every time we see him, I love Sam because every time <laughs> we see him on the pool deck like, what did I tell you at D1s there? Oh, it was um, Sam didn't make the, the console. Oh, yeah, yeah, at D1. yeah. This is
1: a cool story.
2: And, and Sam walked up and I met Sam because Corey and Dave helped coach Sam for club. And <laughs> I met Sam and he was always super nice, super respectful. And he was just I mean, he's an amazing diver, but he missed consoles and he walked up and You know, you know what it's like, like when you don't reach that goal you set for yourself. I'm expecting him to be like upset, mad at himself. He walks over and like this is 20 minutes after he didn't make it. He just looked at me and he goes, "Next year, they don't even know what's coming for him." And I'm like, "Man, what I would give for like athletes to just have that confidence." And like it wasn't arrogance. It wasn't like he was bragging. It was just like he had handled what he needed to do to be okay with it. And he's like, "I'm moving on. Like I'm not wasting time." And I'm like, "Man, like." if athletes understood what that kid understands in his head, everybody is athletes would be so much better off. So yeah, yeah. we, we love Sam. Like he did standing one Oh seven C on one meter at winter nationals. Like what the heck? Like that's stupid. Yeah.
0: Sometimes like he just have fun with the sport like I do. That's why. I yes.
2: Like- yes, I agree. Um. So just a reminder for our listeners, camps and clinics, Um, they'll be on our Instagram. If you want your camper clinic advertised, reach out via Instagram or, uh, the emails that Aaron will go over. He'll handle all that with you guys, getting back to you and figuring all that out. Uh, we have our clarion camp in June and July. I planned them around zones So that way, hopefully we can get some more of you guys that do the USA circuit. Um, and Julio, we had to reschedule this one with you. Um, Aaron was out of town and, uh, we just really appreciate you getting on here. And uh, really looking forward to seeing you again. Hopefully we can get you Indy out here to Clarion for a meet and
1: have a good time. So keep up all the good work and good luck on finals, man.
0: Thanks. Thanks.
1: Yeah. All right. If you're listening out there, hit us up on Instagram. We are at the diving pod. Our email is the diving at gmail.com. Uh, t-shirts and hoodies still for sale at divingpod.itemorder.com or Enter dive pod at checkout. That gets me paying for your shipping aka free shipping um julio awesome to meet you man it's cool to kind of put a face to a name i did judge you last year but i was just kind of you know just dabbling in the judging scene uh didn't really mingle with many people so i appreciate you coming on man and best of luck in the future thank you very much
0: thanks for inviting me
1: yeah Yeah, of course all right we'll see you next time